I'm just gonna sign off, man. Like this is this is a problem. <laughs> please edit that out. Welcome to Things They Are Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. Uh, yeah, we're right there. We, uh, I was I was running the numbers, and he has 190 million downloads a month, and we're like fourth or fifth all time after that. I think. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's coming. Right, we know it's there. We're right there. We're right there. You know, the only times in all the editing I've done, there's ever been a real contested uh, who buzzed in first is when I clearly buzz in first and it's in the audio and then somebody doesn't hear it on the other end. <laughs> when it's you guys, it's I don't think we've ever had it. Sometimes it's tied. There's nothing I've there's nothing I felt more smug and better at just leaving the audio as it is as when I go, Ryan, Mark. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. It's like, what? Okay, yeah, for the record, the fact that you're more delayed to me than to anyone else means that even when you sync up our recordings, you're going to get this thing. Hmm. So, like, if you're answering to me, like, Mark and Stu, like, I might hear a little sooner than you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this buzzer thing. So we have a little a little web portal of a buzzer that signifies you won't hear anything in the audio. Although I do remember one of my favorite trivia podcasts that I don't think they record anymore, but it was called Good Job Brain. And they used to always have their <laughs> barnyard buzzers. They had these toys and it would be like the cow and the pig and the horse. And that's how they would buzz in. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so we won't have that probably to the... Uh, Probably to everyone's joy. We'll see about getting audio in there sometime, but that's probably a, a little ways off. But if we have a little more clear buzzing or if what may inevitably happen is everyone forgets about the buzzer halfway through, we'll see. <laughs> it's also possible that I've said moo instead of stew and you've never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> this has incentivized me to want to go back and listen to every single episode just for... Stu buzzing in. Please do. And all and all the listeners that are currently active, uh, go back and listen to everything again, too. Are you saying that there are answers that should be invalidated? No, I probably missed the mark, you know. But. Well, I'm excited to get to some trivia. Uh, it feels like it's been a long time, but uh, this is yeah. the very 45th ever episode and oh, 45 episodes. And we have four rounds of wonderful questions, and these three will uh, try to answer and uh, earn points. Five for all Keyword the internet try. in the world. Keyword try. And uh, so if you're ready, we'll start, as always, with general trivia. General trivia, question number one. Uh, each answer will be worth two points. So call out and or buzz in. Uh, probably do both, if you know it. What children's author was quoted saying that every story ever told can be broken down into three parts? The beginning, the middle, not rolled all. The beginning, the middle, and the twist. Uh, Rachel. Rachel. Um, Dr. Seuss? Not Dr. Seuss. Uh, Stu, do you have a guess? I'm completely blanking on the name. What children's author was quoted saying that every story ever told can be broken down into three parts. The beginning, the middle, and the twist. 
I got nothing. I need the second hint. Oh, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Anyone else? Clear it out. Children's author. Oh, and Eric Carter. Eric, not Carter. Yeah, Eric Carter. He's in the the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That guy. That is not it. Uh, I don't think there's one... ever a twist in the Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> no, it's all about the caterpillar eating the things. <laughs> uh, this is a children's author, and uh, broken down three parts: the beginning, the middle, and the twist. It should cue you into a little bit more of a horror <gasps> oh. scene. This would be. Uh, I'm not giving Joel. you points, but if you want to guess, R.L. Stein. This would be R.L. Stein. Children's of Goosebumps. I never read a Goosebumps book. Ever. I read his other series. He had another series. There's Goosebumps and there was a... I don't remember. There's a different series he he wrote that was like for like teenage... Like Goosebumps were for young teens and like the other Mm. ones was for older teens. I don't remember Mm. what it was. I don't know. But uh, Goosebumps writer R.L. Stein for no points there. Uh, Question number two. In the TV show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the first Jimmy Jab games were held in 2008 when what former president of Iran came to New York? The first Jimmy Jab games. Jab. I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> One question in. In the TV show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the first Jimmy Jabs, that's an important distinction. Uh, the first Jimmy Jab games were held in 2008 when what former president of Iran came to New York? No guesses. This, may, this is a very hard general trivia round. Oh, man. But, uh, Here we go. <laughs> so uh, as, I've, as the, uh, the dialogue generally went, uh, the Andy Sandberg character tried to recall the Jimmy Jabs and the, the creation of it. And it was when the king of Iraq, which he was then quickly uh, corrected as the president of Iran, Ahmed Jimmy Jab first came into town in which he was then corrected Ahmadinejad, the former president of Iran. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. The first Jimmy Jabs were in a uh, salute, well, not salute, but uh, because they had to stay on force for uh, Ahmadinejad. No points there. Question number three. What American war marked the first time Congress voted to declare war against another nation? It was labeled by those opposing it as Mr. Madison's War. That would be the War of 1812. Question number four. What name, which might surprise and be controversial to our Western audience, in ancient times was the Egyptian goddess, wife, and sister of Osiris, who protected children and healed the sick? Rachel. Rachel. Isis. Yes. This would be Isis. (laughs) Two points to Rachel there. Question number five. What author is largely attributed with writing the first nonfiction novel published in 1966 about the murders of the Clutter family in a small farming town of Holcomb, Kansas? What author largely attributed with writing the first nonfiction novel? Rachel? Rachel. Agatha Christie? Not Agatha Christie. Oh, nonfiction. Oh, oh, we're in there. Nonfiction novel. Yeah. Published in 1966 about the murders of the Clutter family in a small farming town of Holcomb, Kansas. I know the book and I... I'll give you the book or the author. 
I'm trying to remember the title. <laughs> well, no, I know I've read it. That's the thing. I know I've read it. I know the book. I'll give you either. I'm trying to remember the title. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Any guesses? This is, uh, I know you've at least heard of it. This is uh, Truman Capote's In Cold Blood. Okay, yeah. No points there. Question number six, the last question of the round. What common brand name is an anagram for expands and is defined as a synthetic fiber known for its exceptional elasticity? Rachel. Uh, Rachel. And I pressed the buzzer, too. (laughs) I I forgot about the buzzer. I forgot about the buzzer. Spandex. Correct. I want to escalate this ruling (laughs) because we have clearly said we're doing both buzzing and saying our names, but we agreed to say the names. (laughs) All right. Uh, This second round should be a fun round. Uh, It is one uh, I feel like a few of you will at least appreciate. It is colorful language. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, this is a round where I have six questions that all have a color in the name of the answer. Oh boy. Generally, uh, for the most part, these are, um, more obscure colors. Certainly should be able to get all of them, but, uh, you know, and that'll be the name of the thing. Generally, it is the name of something that also shares the name of a color. So you're not just saying like, this color is orange, you're saying the color of the, or the name of this thing also shares a name with the color. It'll make sense, I promise. Okay. Like, orange, you glad I didn't say banana? (laughs) Exactly. Sweet. Is is Sterling at that point yet? (laughs) Kind of. He gets jokes every once in a while. (laughs) I'm sure he has great jokes that he's the only one laughing at. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to deny it. He's kind of on like the Every every time you say the word fart, it's funny phase. And so that kind of <laughs> comes last till like they're like four- I didn't grow out of it either. And so that's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number one. In this 1859 battle in which the French Italian victory was renamed from Fuchine in celebration. Uh, so this is a battle of blank, uh, this 1859 battle in which the French-Italian victory caused uh, the area to be renamed from Fuchine in celebration. Uh, this color's namesake is also one you might find inside your standard inkjet printer. Do? Did I click the Rachel? button? Uh, Stu. This Fuchsia? buzzer is a pain. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Um Go ahead, Stu. I said fuchsia, but I meant magenta. (laughs) Well, it helps when you give the answer away, too. What were you going to say, Rachel? Magenta. All right. I'm going to give you each a point. (laughs) (laughs) I trust a little bit of good faith going on here. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That would be the Battle of Magenta in 1859. Uh, So a point to each uh, Rachel and Stu. Question number two. Pessimism, fatalism, and menace all set the mood for this term originally applied to American thriller and detective flicks made between 1944. So it'd be film noir. What is that? <laughs> Sorry, no. Uh, there is an R in that word. Film noir. Noir. <laughs> no. It sounds like no R, 
but there is an R in the word. It's N-O-I-R. I'm gonna, jokes are I'm just gonna today. sign off, man. Like this is <laughs> this is not I, I can't, I can't be here like all week, Stu not having nice coffee during this. This is great. <laughs> no, I'm I I'm good. Stu will be here all week. <laughs> Question number three. This palish turquoise is probably best known either for its mountain namesake on Vancouver Island or for the platforming indie video game about trekking up a mountain in which the studio creators derive the title from said Vancouver Island mountain. This palish turquoise. Rachel. Rachel. Aquamarine. Not aquamarine. This palish turquoise is best known either for its mountain namesake on Vancouver Island or for the platforming indie video game about trekking up the mountain. In which Stu. studio create uh Stu. Celeste, there we go. Yes. <laughs> this, would, this would be a <laughs> This would be Celeste Blue, which is a uh <laughs> This is true. You Stu just... has <laughs> <laughs> Do I get to make bird sounds? <laughs> if you want to unveil that. I will put that out into the world. Ryan, everyone needs to know. Everyone needs that, to know my beautiful bird sounds that you have to listen to when you edit. Mm-hmm. That is two points of stew there for Celeste. Question number four. This silver shade is directly named from the country dubbed the Land of Silver and has been a haven since 16th century for mining silver along the Rio de la Plata. Rachel. Rachel. Argentina. Yes. Argentina, which is a shade of silver or Argentine silver. Uh, Nice job. Two points to Rachel there. Question number five. This color, which takes on a burnt orange or brown umber, literally translates to baked earth and is normally used in sculptures. uh, Rachel. Terracotta? Terracotta. Uh, I did see Stu come in after I heard Rachel, but I didn't hear anyone. I clicked the buzzer, but she had already, I already heard her say her this name. Is a so problem. I was like, I just will stay. My brain processed that, like, I shouldn't hit the button, but then I hit the button. But there's a button to hit <laughs> straight from the mooer's mouth. Right. But if I already heard her say her name, then she's definitely clicked the button at that point. I heard. I heard um, Rachel way before I saw Stu buzzing. Yeah. It's because I heard Rachel say her name even after <laughs> or before I clicked. It's fine. I wasn't trying to get it. <laughs> yes. Two points to Rachel there. And question number six, last question of the round. This fictional street name is the central point for the families and neighbors of the Desperate Housewives and is a collection for a wide range of colors in the lavender, lilac, and purple variety. Rachel. Rachel. I think I buzzed in too. Wisteria. Wisteria. I didn't see you on the buzzer, but I'll take your voice. I'll literally take your word for it. All right. Uh, That is the end of the round. The scores are as follows. Stu with three. Rachel with nine. Ooh, boy. I like this buzzer. (laughs) Going into the third round. This is our special round. uh, Bringing back movie soundtracks. (gasps) Where uh, I will give you four song names. Four song titles from a soundtrack. And you need to try to buzz in and give me the film. Uh, If we need more after that. 
I will. I can also give you the year, and then I can also give you the lead actor. Okay. So each question gets four song titles in succession. So call out as soon as you think you have an answer. Also buzz in. Because <laughs> this is... <laughs> I will do my best to conflate the both in the most truest sense of who buzzed in first. Conflate them? Oh, good. Question number one. Sea of Simulation. Miracle and Magician. Ring Game and Escape. Only Solutions. Not the Prestige. Rachel, do you have a guess? Inception. Not Inception. We already did Inception. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> what, this what is why I don't answer, because I get bullied into a quarter when I do. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Sue. You're the nice the one. Songs again? Sea of Simulation, Miracle and Magician, Ring Game and Escape, Only Solutions. Do you want to take a stab at it before I give the year? Sure. Is this... I get to take a stab at it. <laughs> That's the rule. You just know that I'm not going to get it right. <laughs> um, and I know it's not right, but water for elephants? Not water for elephants. The year is 1982. Oh. It is Tron. Oh, yeah. I, I would probably give you either in that situation. There's a few where it's worth being a little loose on. And obviously the lead actor would be Jeff Bridges. Uh, that would be Tron. Nice. Question number two. Oh, good. I tried to watch Tron maybe less than a month ago. And it's bad. It, it's really hard to follow now. <laughs> it's Sark, right? Oh, it's Clue. That's right. Is Sorry. It? Sark is the... I was trying to remember as I was watching it, the name of the the like, arcade. I guess it's not really an arcade, but like whatever the hangout spot they all hang out is. Yeah, Flynn's, I think. I, was, I, I wanted to make note of that because I figured it was a good trivia topic, but uh, it is, it's hard to watch Tron. Right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Question number two. The Great River, A Journey in the Dark, A Shadow of the Past, The Prophecy. These are very, some of these are very hard. <laughs> this game in general is fairly hard. See, the thing is, I know, I know A Journey in the Dark. I know that one for sure, but I don't recognize the others at all. And I know that soundtrack, real, the soundtrack with A Journey in the Dark really well, which is a problem. Stu? Stu. Is this The Matrix? Not The Matrix. Thank you. I guess. Uh, a, the Great River, A Journey in the Dark, A Shadow of the Past, The Prophecy. No other guesses? No. You don't want to take a free guess? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is this one of the Lord of the Rings? Yes, it is one of the Lord of the Rings. Oh my is, this, gosh. Um, is this the Fellowship? Uh, this is the Fellowship. I would have taken okay. Lord of the Rings in general, but... Okay, because... Well, okay, the thing is, I, I recognize the Journey in the Dark. I know that one for sure. But the other ones, I was like, I can't remember if the prophecy was it or not. These were about the only four titles that didn't have the Hobbit's journey or something <laughs> like that in it. <laughs> yeah, I actually could probably call my journey in the dark. <laughs> uh, we didn't get to the. That was her first guess. I'll get. She gets two points for that one. Uh, this was the Fellowship specifically, but I I would have taken Lord of the Rings in general. I would also watch Gandalf's beard, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like Fantasia with beards. <laughs> oh my. I love it. All right. Question number three. The girl gets around. Dancing in the sheets. Holding out for a hero. Uh, Stu? Stu. Shrek 2? Not Shrek 2. Okay. <laughs> it's really hard when I see you buzz in and then I don't hear you immediately. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the girl gets around, dancing in the sheets, holding out for a hero. Let's hear it for the boy. I have another guess, too. Uh, anyone else first? No, I'd like a year. All right. Uh, the year, I'll reset it. The year is 1984. Stu. Rachel. Stu. Pretty woman? Not pretty woman. Okay. Uh, Rachel. Rachel. Dirty dancing. Not dirty dancing. Got another. I've got like three more lined up ready. Footloose. Yeah. Is the correct answer. Nice. Let's hear it for the boy. Uh, 1984 starring Kenny Warmald. Which, uh, I don't know if that would have given a whole lot away, but... No. Uh, question number four. Ghost's Motif, The Banquet Fanfare, The Dark Forest, Family Portrait. Rachel? Rachel. Casper? Not Casper. Can you, can you say him again? Yeah. Ghost's Motif, The Banquet Fanfare, The Dark Forest, Family Portrait. Oh, Stu. It's Stu. Harry Potter. Yes, this is Harry Potter. Oh, oh, geez. Whew. The family portrait. The dark. I know it's, it's hard to hear these names. You have to think about almost like plot points. Right, right. Um, ghost motif, the banquet fanfare, the dark forest, family portrait. Uh, this is specifically 2001, the uh, Sorcerer's Stone, but I would take Harry Potter in general. Uh, two points to Stu there. Thanks. Question number five. Marcia without hope. The ecstasy of gold. The desert. The strong. <laughs> I was going to say Metallica for a second, but then I realized. <laughs> Marcia without hope. The ecstasy of gold. The desert. The strong. Uh, the, this is probably the hardest one of the round, but I guarantee you have heard a couple of these songs. In more than just the film itself. Stu? Stu. Is this Wild Wild West? Not Wild Wild West. Any other guesses? All right. The year is 1966. Stu. Stu. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. Nice. Thank you. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, which... I think the lead, the wah, wah, wah yeah. song is, I think that is self-titled, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I could be wrong, but uh, I almost guarantee everyone has also heard The Ecstasy of Gold. It's been in a thousand car commercials, <laughs> um, and it's really cool. I remember I was, I was at home. I was at my parents' house over one of the holidays and I was <laughs> I was with my mom working on a puzzle and my dad was watching The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly in the living room and I just heard this song and it is so iconic to me. Like, it instantly clicked. Oh, yeah. Um, the Ecstasy of Gold is worth checking out. It's, it's like, there's a bunch of, like, remix versions of it and stuff. Uh, it's really cool. But yeah, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, Clint Eastwood's 1966 film. 
That is one point to stew there. Question number six. Last question of the round. Eye to eye. Journey to the island. Remembering Petticoat Lane. My friend, the Brontosaurus. Yes, Jurassic Park. Although I just, I miss, I miss said it is the, uh, the Brachiosaurus, but <laughs> that is Jurassic Park, uh, 1993 led by Sam Nell, Sam Neill, sorry. Uh, not the, <laughs> not the top build actor. Yeah, not, not the top. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park would be a great one for a, uh, a movie club if we ever get around to such things. Ooh. Yeah. Tron was Tron was hard to watch. It is kind of cool watching them in the Tron system, but it's also like this is the most 80s thing in the world where they just have like neon lines on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is a close <laughs> game. Although if it's puzzles, I'll just I'll just uh, fold my cards now. Uh, it is not. Is that is that not the metaphor? Folding your puzzles. Shuffling oh. your cards. Shuffling well, your cards. Ryan can tell you great stories about how I uh, think two things do belong together when they don't. Like two <laughs> songs, two phrases, and then music. And I'm very convinced of my beliefs in them. <laughs> like, uh, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> no, and no, 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 that's not how it goes. It goes, are you ready for this? Uh, this round uh, is not puzzly. It is uh, one of our classic final rounds. It is what comes next, where I will give you four items in a series, and you need to give me the fifth while also determining the order uh, in the sequence that is being asked. So, question number one: Montgomery, Juno, Phoenix, Little Rock. What comes next? Montgomery, Juno, Phoenix, Little Rock. What comes next? Rachel. Rachel. Sacramento. Yes. What? Nicely done. Of no, the state oh. dates. The states and, alphabetically. And then name their capital. Yeah, by their, by their capital. Yep. Nice job. Two points to Rachel there. Uh, question number two. Meter. Decimeter, centimeter, millimeter. What comes next? Stew? Uh, stew. Nanometer? Yes. Nanometer. Nice job. Thank you. This is uh, metric units. This is fairly obvious. <laughs> this one actually, I didn't quite know what to cert, how to cert. So I've been running into, especially with as trivia stuff grows, I run into more and more things that I don't know how to word in Google. I just tried to find like meter units or meter levels. <laughs> that's when that those Boolean um, search terms. Yeah, that, that's that's knowing how to use those. That's my life. <laughs> there has to be a good Reddit thread. I haven't looked yet, but I'm sure there's something about how do I search for this? All right. Uh, two points to stew there. Question number three. The statue of Zeus at Olympia, the temple of Artemis at Ephesus. Mausoleum at Halicarnassus, Colossus of Rhodes. Rachel, it was either going to be the Library of Alexandria or the gar- Gardens of Babylon, because I know they're on the, that list. This is a little bit of a tough one. It, uh, 
is the ancient wonders of the world. Essentially, the way I listed them out was west to east, but I would have taken either the Lighthouse of Alexandria or the Pyramid of Giza, since they're oh. basically right there. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon are in modern-day Iran, I think? Yes, but they don't exist anymore. Well, they no, but they're, they're far further east. Okay. So uh, I would have taken, but markets two points there. They are part of the world, though, you know. Yeah. <laughs> look at a look at a map. <laughs> I will bring out the maps. I'm just salty. I didn't get the answer. Uh, question number four: Hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium. What comes next? Stew. Stew. Nitrogen. Not nitrogen. Not xenon. Is that the girl from the 21st century? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... Disney Rachel? Channel original movies were great. Uh, I was going to say... Rachel. Um, potassium? Not potassium. Hydrogen, Can- helium, lithium, beryllium. What comes next? Rachel again? Oh, Rachel. Sodium? Not sodium. Stew. Stew? Boron. Yes. Number five. Boron. I, I think we had another question about this re- at some point, too. We did, yeah. It was the two um, ones that begin with B. Yeah. I have a friend whose username is Boron5. And so, <laughs> like, that's, I, it always clicks from that. That's awesome. I love the most random things that you can pull a bit of trivia from. <laughs> One point. I had two. That was a second guess. That is clearly a one-point <laughs> answer. All right. Question number five. V-X-L-C. Not M. Stu? Stu. R? Not R. Rachel. Rachel. D? D is correct. Nice. And I put a D on the score. That's not correct. <laughs> what? What? D points. You get D points. It's because I've been critical. I deserve it. You do not get 500 points. V for 5, X for 10, L for 50, C for 100, D for 500, and then M for 1,000. But Rachel gets two points for D. And question number six, the last question of the game Venezuela, Vietnam, Yemen, Zambia. What comes next? Stew. Uh, stew. Zanzibar? Not Zanzibar. Zimbabwe is correct. Uh, Zanzibar is not a country. It is a part of, uh, of Tanzania, it. which I've been to, by the way. Have you really? Yeah. Huh. And we'll order it from Zanzibar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice job. That is uh, Zimbabwe is uh, obviously uh, alphabetical in order of alphabetical countries. Uh, Zimbabwe being the uh, last, at least per English spelling. I don't know if there is maybe a, a difference in other languages, but uh, yep, Zimbabwe there. Uh, that is the end of the game. Neck and neck. Rachel pulling out ahead, getting the nice big win. Job. Nice. Is this two in a row for me? It's two in I a row. I think it is. This is like my third since like September of 2019. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> big, big win. Nice job. All right. That is the end of the game. 
buzz in if you if you have anything else to say. Uh, I like the buzzer. We're still gonna have to figure out how to balance uh, voices and buzzers, but uh, I think it's fun to look at. All right, uh, let's get to some picks. Where each episode, a couple of us give a movie, a game experience, something cool like that, that we recommend that you check out. And uh, Stu, today you have a pick. I do. Um, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Uh, so mine is actually for a mask. Uh, it's I believe it's pronounced Ura. Uh, it's O U R A. Um, the website is is Uragami. So O U R A G A M I dot org. Uh, they are. Wouldn't it just be Origami? It would be Origami. Yeah. So maybe or it's Ura. called Aura. Fair yeah. enough. I don't know. O U R A. Um, regardless, these masks are fantastic. Uh, so they're a little bit on the expensive side, but they are really, really good. Uh, they're reusable, which is fantastic. Uh, you can just wash them with, you know, some like dish soap or something. Um, it's really gentle. You're actually not supposed to put them through the washing machine. Uh, but this is, it is rated for a like surgical level. Uh, so like these actually, if you go on the website and check it out, there is an actual I'm trying to think of the right word. There's like a, I guess like, yeah, like a certified rating or like standard that they have to meet. Uh, it's like EN like 137 or something like that. And they meet all of those standards, um, which, you know, pretty much makes it like the best thing you can buy. Essentially. Um, they come with both, uh, an N95 or not an N95. If you want, they do go fast, uh, but they are awesome. Uh, they're really comfortable. Like I don't get headaches when I wear these and they're kind of nice because when you breathe in and out, it actually, there's enough of a give on the fabric that it suctions in and out, uh, against your face. And so you actually kind of create mm. like a tight seal there. They are just, excellent overall uh you know they're woven with like four four different layers i like them i like it a lot it looks nice uh it's simple you know they have some pretty cool colors and yeah it's i feel okay when i wear it yeah wow that's really cool it looks really cool i mean they look uh like nice too yeah they are nice yeah and i would i would definitely say um you know like i have a medium-sized and my wife has a small size for the adult, but I've even heard record of like some, if you have like a small head, like get like a child size. Uh, cause it, the mm. kids ones are cheaper too, which is really nice. Um, yeah, like it's honestly, it's, it's awesome. It's nice. I feel That's, safe when I go out with it as safe as yeah. I can be. Yeah, sure. Which is great. Yeah. This, this looks really cool. And I I'm curious, I, I'm, I'm kind of tempted cause the one thing you said was like the suction thing, which would be really cool because granted, I'm, you know, I'm taking all of this super seriously and we're really not leaving the house much. But even the few times I'm like grabbing packages or anything like that, uh, it like the masks that I have immediately fog up my glasses <laughs> like yeah. instantly. So it's something like that maybe maybe worthwhile. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, this stuff. Uh, isn't going away for a while and it's definitely something that uh is probably worth investing in so that's that's really cool thanks yeah do they have a use limit like uh how many wears or like how many washes or anything like that it's a while yeah um you know it's a long enough time to where it's like okay if you need to buy another one like (laughs) you probably you know it's not gonna be like you know one and done sure even just like two months from now it's it's a long time a pouch that's also antimicrobial. So if you want to wrap your mask in that and put it in your pocket and not worry about like contamination mm. or anything, you can. 
it's nice. actually it's really slick. I love the packaging too. It's all like super silver and metallic uh, looking, Ooh. but it's like it, I don't know. It's one of those things like I like good packaging. And yeah. so when it came in and like I opened it up, it was like, oh, this is this is actually really, really nice. Yeah. It is the apple of masks. <laughs> it's so good. Um, like I said, like I know they're a little bit pricier, but I can tell you they're worth every penny of it. Yeah. And they even have financing in case you're like, I need this, but like, I don't want to pay this much. It's like 1250 a month. Nice. Very cool. Uh, that is Aura. Make sure. Yeah. I want to make sure you spell it right. Is O-U-R-A is the brand and Origami, O-U-R-A-G-A-M-I.org. Correct. Uh, these look really cool. And their site's Thanks. really pretty. <laughs> their site's really pretty. And I love the mask colors too. I have the dark blue one and my wife has the, uh, the pink one and they look really nice. The lilac one looks nice. It is a the nice lilac. wisteria color. It is. <laughs> so you can uh, gossip about it on wisteria lane. <laughs> True. Uh, very cool. Um, I have a pick as well. Uh, mine is, uh, which probably everyone's at least heard, uh, this is the Michael Jordan documentary of the 90s Bulls. This is the the last dance. It's really awesome. I mean, I, I certainly grew up of that era. I loved the Bulls as I grew up in the 90s, and Michael Jordan was awesome. It was just one of those things as a kid. Um, but essentially, if somebody doesn't know the story, so the 90s obviously were dominated by the Bulls in basketball. They won um, their up, they won six championships in eight years, I think. Um, and essentially the last, the last <laughs> year is this crazy story about before they went into the lat, what would be the final year of basically that franchise. Um, the coach was told he is not coming back. The team is not coming back. Um, they're not going to be able to afford to pay everyone. Their owners were, are, crazy and still are and their GMs and stuff. They basically said, told the greatest coach of all time, essentially that you could win every single game of the year and win the championship and you're not coming back. So essentially at the start of that year, they brought out, they like a playbook and their game for the year. And it was the last dance. Like we know this is it. And it, the, the whole documentary, it's a 10 part documentary that goes through, it's a it's basically all about Michael Jordan, but it, kind of goes back and forth between this last 1998 year and Jordan getting drafted, all of the key players, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, um, Phil Jackson, the coach, all of this stuff. And um, essentially, in large part, as we find out from the current commissioner of the NBA, and um, say what you, I know I'm not necessarily preaching to the choir here about sports. I know not everyone follows it, but uh, I would say that the current commissioner of the NBA has done a lot of really, really good things. His name's Adam Silver and um, actually helped inspire and get Michael on board with having essentially a ton of cameras around him these entire couple years. And not a lot of people knew how much footage was being captured for the 90s. And he sat on this for over 20 years. So this documentary finally comes out and there's footage that nobody has ever seen before from the entire 90s run, like the good and the bad of stuff. And uh, it is it is really fascinating. If beyond the sports itself, it's really cool to see some uh, such a monumental thing in mainstream culture. And uh, thinking about it, it's like there's there's only a few things in the world that could probably generate this buzz. It would be like if the Beatles entire coming to America Beatlemania stuff was all recorded like behind the scenes in like a super in-depth way. Like it's really cool Dude. to see something that big. Um, 
So whether you care about basketball or not, like I think the 90s part of it is really cool because the 90s are kind of a weird era where we had all the technology to do this stuff. But like I don't know of that much stuff that kind of catalogs the 90s. Um, It's just a really, really cool thing. And it definitely like follows a lot of the drama um, of Jordan retiring and coming back and the craziness of the team and uh, all sorts of stuff. So uh, it's really, really cool if if you're interested. Um, it is available on ESPN's website and any of the ESPN players on their app or anything like that. It's co-produced by Netflix. And I don't quite know what that means because I don't think it's on Netflix. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. If, if that interests, obviously, if you don't care about sports at all, I don't know if you're going to have a lot to, to pull from it, but, um, yeah, it's really cool. It's, um, the last dance and it's really all about Michael Jordan, the nineties bulls, all that stuff. Um, so many interviews, like they have so much stuff on, on there and, um, really cool. There's actually a lot of moments where somebody will play like one of the, a reporter from back in the day or an opposing teammate from, you know, who faced them in the finals, talks about it and it's you know that guy's perspective of how he like almost wore jordan down he did all this stuff he did all the things and then they'll actually play that back to him or to scotty pippen or to one of these people like they're also showing them each other's highlights and then filming as they're reacting to it so there's some cool stuff in there cool um but yeah that's uh it's on espn uh the last dance and uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, if you have a pick or anything else, we uh, definitely want to shout some of that out. Uh, email it to wrong at gmail.com. Also check out the website at thingsthatgotwrong.com to check out all the past episodes. Uh, the next episode will come out at the end of June, and that'll be the round robin game. So check out that. And uh, thanks again to the team here. Thank you, Thank Ryan. you, guys. You guys are awesome. And congrats, Rachel, on the big win. Thanks. And uh, two in a row. row. Until then, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.